Hello, this is Dr. Shiva. Welcome to our podcast, Get Educated or Be Enslaved. Episode 1323, air date September 22nd, 2023. Hey. Hello once again and welcome to Herd Immunity News. I'm Marcus Botza. Today I have a sensational guest on the show. I have Dr. Shiva, PhD from MIT. And for those of you that don't know, that's the Massachusetts Institute of Technology. It's a fantastic university and has some incredible notable alums, of which the good doctor is one. But before I go any further, how are you today? How are you feeling? Is life good? I'm doing good. I've been on uh, a lot of phone calls. Uh, you know, went to bed very, very late because we do a lot of stuff globally. Um, uh, you know, we do these open houses, so we didn't get to bed until about 2 a.m. yesterday, but I'm good. Well, it looks like you've got a glass of something there to keep you refreshed. And uh, let's have a fantastic interview. There was so much to ask and so much to talk about. You first came to prominence, I would say, globally during the lockdown period or the COVID era, as some people call it. Now, that's era, E-R-A, rather than E-R-R-O-R. Now, can I ask you, Dr. Shiva, when were you first alarmed at the goings-on and the reactions of the American government and the global governments worldwide? Well, uh, so I was onto this, believe it or not, because I have, uh, let's just sort of step backward, right? Back a little bit in 2019, um, actually in 2007, um, you mentioned MIT. My PhD sure. at MIT, Mark, is in a field called systems biology. And in fact, it's in a field uh, on the immune system. So I'm considered one of the leading guys on the immune system. My P PhD work at MIT is actually on the immune system and how to uh, understand a very important part of the immune system, which is called the interferon system. So that's in 2007. So I've been involved in medical research, by the way, since I was 14 years old, back since 1978. So, but the, the, the approach that I take, and that's become, I think, really the much more better way to look at the body as a system is through what's called a systems approach. And that field really came to being around 2003. It was pioneered at MIT. Um, medical doctors have no idea of the body as a system. 99.9% of them Unfortunately, their educational system makes them actually pretty dumb. When I mean dumb, they don't know the ankle bone is connected to the foot bone, right? The entire medical school education, uh, and this is a reality, for two years, they go through a process where they learn every organ in a very siloed way, and they don't know the ankle bone is connected to the foot bone, right? And then the next two years, they sort of slog through all this clinical stuff. So it's hard for me to really appreciate doctors can really, unless they take an engineering approach, most of them cannot really diagnose anything. They don't even view the body as a system. So this is something that prevented me from actually becoming an MD. So that's why I took uh, my PhD work was a systems approach to understanding the body, right? Fast forward to 2019, um, I was invited by the National Science Foundation of the United States to give the prestige lecture. They choose one scientist every year to deliver lectures, it's a pretty notable thing. Um, and I was invited in 2019 in November to deliver a lecture on the immune system. Okay. Yes. And 
the immune system up until um, recently was seen just as an, a system that's just composed of two systems, the innate immune system and the adaptive immune system. All right. And this very rudimentary model of the immune system was the basis of the 1962 Kennedy Vaccination Act, which John Kennedy signed into law, allowing the government to interfere in your body. And it created all the um, government institutions. Um, Kennedy did that, John Kennedy. And by the way, just to be clear, his other brother, Ted Kennedy, 24 years later, is the one who saved big pharma companies along with other senators. He was a co-sponsor of a bill which protected big pharma. Um, and then Booby Kennedy, you know, is the one who further protects big pharma by saying that this corrupt institution is going to create safe vaccines. You see, so the Kennedys have been involved in this entire sham. So I knew all of this in 2019. And I, uh, when I did that work, uh, was invited by a number of the mothers. This is in 2019, who were involved in their kids getting vaccine injured. Um, and I was invited all over the United States to give lectures on educating people on the immune system. And when I gave that lecture in 2019 at the National Science Foundation, you know, in front of around two, 300 scientists and engineers, and I said, look, the immune system is not just these two boxes. It's much more complicated. Uh, it involves your gut, the microbiome, right? The, the vagus nerve, right? The gut-brain interaction. So to think that a doctor or, or a, sorry, a government should impose one type of intervention, like everyone should get this vaccine, for that matter, any one medicine on an individual was absolutely stupid. It, it was against the principles of personalized and precision medicine. Medicine, even Western medicine, I recognize, let's say you have a sickness and I have a sickness, the same sickness, you may need very different things than I need because of our body chemistries, our backgrounds, et cetera. So based on this very complex model of the immune system, which I presented more than this rudimentary model, I said, it makes, it's really stupid to tell everyone should get jabbed. Everyone in the audience agreed with me, Mark. And these were pretty sharp engineers and scientists, 2019. And then I was building many, many, because that's the scientist part of me. But in 2019, I was uh, organizing and running many uh, 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 protests against the vaccine mandates. Long before COVID, there was vaccine mandates telling a kid he should get 69 vaccines, et cetera. So I was being known as a scientist who would tell the truth, uh, really knew the immune system. Rather than just throwing out slogans, I was coming from an immune approach. Now, so in January of 2019, early January, I had just led a major protest in New Jersey against the vaccine mandates before COVID. So on January 6th, when I saw this vaccine mandates or COVID hit and this quote unquote pandemic, I said, wow, they're up to something. They actually are against this growing movement against vaccine mandates because I was already part of that movement. Sure. And then when I saw Fauci was involved in this, hmm. I had known Fauci's history since 1993. Okay. Yes. When I was a graduate student at MIT, uh, Fauci was the one who had saved a guy called Robert Gallo who's the one who did the entire AIDS scan, you know, the, um, and, you know, and, and Gallo was, uh, this is in the nineties was shown to have committed academic fraud and Fauci came and saved his butt. So when I saw Fauci is involved in this, I said, this guy's a complete moron. 
Yeah. So I knew it like that. And so I was the first one who did a tweet who said when they imposed the, you know, the, uh, the whole pandemic, I said, this is going to be the beginning of mandated medicine, medicine, imposing censorship and destroying economy. I called it back then because I could see what they were up to, Mark, because I take a system approach, because I'm an immune systems guy and I'm hands on. And that was in March of 2020. You can go find that tweet. That went viral. I think it got like tens of millions or hundreds of millions of you know views and retweets, things like that. And then after that, I ran the Fire Fauci campaign. That was in May of 2020. Hashtag Fire Fauci. We, in, fa in fact, invited Fauci to a debate. I mean, I don't think I'm, uh, you know, sort of in the farm league. I mean, I got my PhD at MIT. I've written on the immune system was invited he didn't show up so we did sort of a mock debate which you can find on the internet we had someone um answer the questions that he would do and how i would answer them it's quite interesting so and then in march of march 23rd of 2020 i wrote to trump and i said do not shut down the economy um focus on boosting people's immune systems there's no reason to shut down the economy economy maybe those people who are pre-existing conditions maybe those people you think um have a uh, or already have covid you can quarantine them but the rest and the rest of us 99 percent of us should just boost our immune system well he didn't listen to it because he's part of the big pharma racket too and we can come back to that but the reason i knew this mark was because i'm an engineer i'm a scientist who studies this stuff robert kennedy in march of 2020 remember this well he was promoting lockdowns Okay, and there's a tweet. He was saying lockdowns are going to stop the spread of COVID and save the environment and climate change. Trump was promoting lockdowns. Every single one of those guys is running against president now. Um, all of them were promoting lockdowns, mandates, you know, or, or all three of them. Yeah. Okay. So this is why we live in a world right now. You can't trust all these guys because they're part of the establishment. You know, two years later, they may sing a different song. Russell Brand, another fool, was promoting lockdowns. Okay. Um, so now it's in vogue to be anti-establishment because you make money off of it and you get conservatives to follow. So there's a whole psychological operation now taking place of these fake people who are really part of the establishment. Now it's in vogue to be anti-establishment and behave as though you're the one who's being attacked. When, when March 2020, my view, Mark, was that's when the men should have done the, or the women should have done the manly or womanly deeds. That's when the heroes should have arisen. And I was the one, a lot of the stuff I did went, like to your point, went viral then because people saw me not only saying the right thing, but also teaching people the science and educating people. In fact, in March of 20, sorry, in February of 2020, I'd gotten a call from the White House because they'd seen my videos I was doing on the immune system, one of the leading economic guys on the White House Council said, Dr. Shiva, I saw your video. Please don't share who my name is. But Trump is not listening to us. He's blindly following Fauci, and we're going to destroy our economy. So that was the reason that I did those videos. No one paid me for those videos. You may remember I did two to three videos every night, educating people on the immune system. Um, and then I was running for office, too, for U.S. Senate. And it was a very interesting convergence because I was exposing Fauci, teaching people about the immune system. I was running for president, I mean, sorry, US Senator in Massachusetts, 
was the one who discovered the election fraud systems, again, as an engineer, exposed all of that. And for exposing that, I was thrown off Twitter by the government, contacting Twitter, because I was the one who had discovered that the government has an unholy alliance of social media companies and the entire architecture. So it was a quite an important time, but I think credit is deserved to what I did and the movement that we built, because we talked about this when it mattered. And all these grifters right now, Mark, yeah. we're concealing it. Tucker mm -hmm. Carlson, I call him, Tucker Carlson. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Concealed all of this. Glenn Greenwald concealed it. They waited for two years. So the big lesson to learn here is delayed truth is deadly. And, and, these, and some of these people intentionally delayed the truth because they're part of the intelligence network. Um, and that's what we educate people now at Truth From Help. We've got to educate people to understand that the psychological operation that's being played is not only by the obvious establishment, but the not so obvious establishment. You see, the people who are now yes. acting like though they're helping us when they were all part of this racket. So what you're saying there, I mean, is a lot in what you've just said. And thank you for speaking so eloquently and accurately on the situation. But there's, you've just raced right through the gears to, to the chase. You're cutting to the chase. And I, and I guess the time is to cut to the chase. Because you don't have time to say. follow these fools like Russell Brand. Have time. Yeah, yeah, Russell Brand's a complete well, scumbag. There we go. I mean, there are a lot of people defending Russell Brand. Or what, what, what I have done. I have said he is entitled to due process like everybody else through the legal system. And, and let's not hang the man before he's actually had his that, day. Yeah, that, but, that we, that, that, but we know, but I think, you see, it's like watching a movie. You have a two and a half hour movie and you're coming to the movie in the last five minutes. Sure. But we need to look at this individual's entire life. And, with well, that's the how, and that's how the courts work. That's how the courts work. You have to take each individual case one by one. And you're right, it's not an entire movie, but he's not been accused for his entire life's work. He's only been accused by right. a number of people, and it has to be analyzed for what it is. But can I just take you back a little bit, please? Well, no, what I, what I was, I'm sorry, what I wanted to say with Russell Brenner should come back to this is okay. those in power want to entertain people so we don't build our own bottoms up movement. They want to distract us from our own power, everyday citizens. Um, and that's the, this is a, this is like the heart of the whole thing. When you peel away all the onion, you come to this point. The entire goal of those in power is to make sure you, I, we don't understand the system dynamic, which is what we teach at Truth for Health. We don't figure that out. And we don't mobile, we, we, the goal is to stop us from becoming heroes and leaders, to always outsource it and distract us. So they do this distraction in two ways. One, they own the mass media, and then they own these entertainers who are basically entertainers, okay? Who gets to be an entertainer is someone who actually has, or who gets promoted on the major media, Mark, are people who are typically vile scumbags. If you look at their and history- in the UK, it couldn't be clearer. Look at o Oxford and Cambridge. Look at the number of notables from Oxford and Cambridge, the head, the leading lights in every function of, of the world. That, that's right. absolutely correct. Right. I mean, we know you have, you you have some experience of Oxford and Cambridge. Um, that's correct, isn't it? Yeah, You're I mean the Oxford and Cam Cam Cambridge Society. So you you know a little bit about these characters. Yeah, I mean, I think the key, key thing to understand is that the entire system promotes people. It creates its proxies, knowing right. that they have stuff on them, dirt on them. No one is promoted out there, so they knew. I mean, you just look at. 
the the work of Russell Brand. He's a complete doofus. He's disgusting. Now, so they have the crap on him. If he steps a little bit out of line, so first they promote this guy as though he's some entertainer, and he's not that good of an entertainer anyway. So they own that and they make money off that character. But they have all this crap on all these people. Then when they step out of line, they do a double whammy. Then they make them a martyr, a fake martyr. So we again are saying, oh my God, poor Russell Brand. Why poor Russell Brand? He's made millions of dollars being part of the swarm. And he's not going to do anything anyway for you or I. Anything he's doing is to use this anti-establishment rhetoric to further aggrandize himself. And we as the masses need to recognize that he's not going to do anything because he came from the swarm and he's distracting us to get involved in this liberal conservative dialectic. And this is what people need to recognize. He is not one of us. He is a vile scumbag. His vile scumbagness may be coming out. And for us to feel sorry for him, for us to feel sorry for Trump, for us to feel sorry for any of the elites is really the distraction. And we should just say, let them keep themselves alive. We don't care. Yeah, we know. I know it is a distraction, but on the legal context of yeah. due process, he is entitled to that. And we've commented on as the media, the reaction that they've taken to him. We've put his case and Hunter Biden's case next right. together. So that's how we attach. We're saying, look at Russell Bland. Look at Hunter Biden, the contents of his laptops at out, out there in public domain, how it was suppressed by the secret services all through the election. Now you're saying you've got scumbag one and scumbag two. Who cares? So we're saying we're, we're actually shining a light on it so people can see that the Hunter Biden case and even Joe Biden's publicly, doctor, there's footage of Joe Biden molesting children. It's out there. And Yeah, so, so let, let's talk about that. Let's talk about this. We're, get, we're getting into something that I've written about before called media dynamics, okay? The issue is what gets visibility? And I would posit to you that this is all theatrics. It's all theater. Because when um, Trump gets indicted, he raises money. The next day they want to impeach Joe Biden, he raises money, okay? Both sides are running theater, Mark. That's what they're doing. So Hunter Biden gets whatever happens to him. That gets a lot of video views. That's in front. Everyone makes advertising on those stories. But you could argue that what's up with Jared Kushner? He, he got $2 billion from the Saudis. And that story isn't there. He has better public relations. Okay? So you have this phenomenon of these wealthy swarm families who have all sorts of crap in their background. At different points, it gets released to the news media. It becomes news. The news companies play it for 24-7. It becomes the news of the day. They're all scumbags. But if you put Hunter Biden, I would, and you put Jared Kushner, I mean, this yeah. guy got a $2 billion loan from the Saudi government, right? Maybe he doesn't have the drug stuff, okay? Maybe he has better face cream that he uses. Maybe he has better dentistry, okay? Hunter Biden doesn't have that, okay? No. The reality is... When you put them, both of them, they both profited from their familial connections. You know, uh, Jared Kushner's father, pretty disgusting human being. He hired a prostitute to blackmail his own uh, brother-in-law. And Trump, you know, pardoned him. 
You didn't pardon any of the January 6th people, you see? So the way I look at this is we have to look at it from a perspective of what is the intention of this entertainment? Who is profiting from this? And what are they distracting us from? I know, I bet you I could go through every one of these elites and I could create a story, all right? Tucker fucker Carlson in October of, and you can look this up, October 30th of 2020, said, please go light on Hunter Biden. I don't know if you know this. Why? It's Hunter Biden and Tucker Carlson are friends. They go to the same equestrian shows. They're, they're, wow. Their wives hang out at the same clubs. So once in a while, they have some stuff. They, they let the safety valve out. It's good entertainment. Hunter Biden's probably going to get a book deal. He'll make another 8 million, 10 million bucks. I mean, these guys are playing a racket. The issue so is- Trump, Trump will never go to jail in your estimation. There's no way okay. Trump will go to jail. And even if he does go to jail, I'm, what I'm trying to tell you, it's all theater. And I can sure. prove to you it's theater because if you okay. look at all these people in the swarm, and I'll give you this example. I've given this example. There's a guy called Ari Emanuel. Do you know who he is? No. Ari Emanuel, look him up, A-R-I, is a brother of a guy called Rahm Emanuel. R-A-H-M. Rahm Emanuel was the chief of staff for Obama. Their brother, okay? And Rahm Emanuel ended up becoming the mayor of Chicago. Rahm Emanuel, Ari Emanuel, they're all from sort of the Zionist clique, okay? All right? And they have another brother too. Ari Emanuel owns the biggest Hollywood agency in the world, which was formerly William Morris Agency, now called Endeavor. That agency, if you want to be an A-list actor in Hollywood, Mark, you better be signed up with Hollywood. So he owns pretty much every Hollywood actor. They have golden handcuffs. Sure, sure, sure. Guess what Endeavor also owns? They also just bought the worldwide wrestling entertainment, which is other crazy entertainment to distract the masses. Fake wrestling. Yeah, bread and circuses. It's been used for decades. Exactly. But I'm saying, yeah, but this is one person who owns WWE. He also owns UFC boxing. So for the people who want to get distracted by people beating each other up, people doing yeah. fake fighting, and they have Hollywood. But guess what? He's also the agent of many of these people. He's the agent for Trump, or the former agent. He was the agent for Obama. So think about one individual can decide your future, Mark, and how much visibility you get, right? So, and Elon Musk was supposed to be part of Endeavor's board. So all, and Joe Rogan is the client of Ari Emanuel. You see, all of these people are owned. They're entertainers. And once you look at it from that perspective, you have a, almost an eagle's eye view of what's going on. This is entertainment. They make money off theater. And they don't really fucking care. They don't really care. About, I mean, one day, Tucker may put on his face. The next day, him and his wife are getting a, they're calling Hunter Biden. Up, oh, Hunter, can you give me a recommendation letter for my son to go to Georgetown? Now, you're running for president as an independent candidate, Dr. Shiva. That's correct, yep. isn't it? Yep. So with the system that is so toxic as it is, and also the, the electoral system in the United States has a lot to be desired as well, especially when it comes to mail-in ballots, how do you, do you think you're going to get a fair shake at the election? Yeah, so let's look. I was the one who exposed the mail-in ballot signature verification process in the chain of custody. 
again, let's not look at one slice in the movie. Let's look at the overall thing. Sure. You look at it from a systems perspective. I know the election fraud that was committed to me, Massachusetts, but the election, because we won that election, but the election fraud actually occurs before the election fraud. The real election fraud, you know, if the election is here, hmm. what occurred the two years before the election? Who got to get visibility on TV? Yeah. Who got to get on the debate stage? Who gets the interviews? Okay. Who gets anointed to be a candidate? You see, all of this is fixed up here. At the end of the election, they're just doing minor tweaks, Mark. Okay, well, we really don't like that guy. And we didn't, you know, but they've already decided on the pool of potentially very, very amazing people. They said these are the anointed people. So the, that's where the election fraud takes place. And then they run this thing called a bourgeois democratic process saying, oh, voting is the way you change the world. I never voted at all in my, because when I was 17, I figured all this out how you have to build bottoms up movements. So I've always been an activist on the ground. I'm a big, not only a believer, all the scientific evidence points to anything that has ever occurred of significance in humanity has come from bottoms up movements. All right. Yeah. So why am I running in an election? Why? Because what I realized was it is a great opportunity if you have a movement, which is what we have. If you're simply running for election under this illusion that you're going to get into Congress and you're going to change the world, you're, you're, you're delusional. But if I have a, a movement that I've created over the last 50 years, you know, really it's exploded over the last three years, you know, since 2020, we have half, half a billion people who know about us. We now have an educational program. We train people about truth, freedom and health, why you need to mobilize a movement. We've created a leadership program. So we have a global movement now, close to half a million people all over the world. If we have that movement, now when I run for office, we know there's no way a guy like me could get ever elected with their fraud beginning to end. But if I were ever to be elected, it would be revolutionary and it could only occur with a movement, okay? So to us, this is an extension of our movement. We're the tip of the spear of this movement. And our movement is about engaging people to say, you know, for the last 70 years, you've got into your head that you should vote for the lesser of two evils. And that's what they've done, Mark. Yeah. And the lesser, yeah, absolutely. And the lesser of two evils, um, as I've shared uh, repeatedly in um, many of the things, and I can bring that up for you. Um, if people go to shivaforpresident.com, I'll bring this up. Uh, can I share the screen here, Mark? Yeah, of course you can. Yeah, so let me, I think you need to make me host or something. Um, um. You just click on my thing on the three dots and you say make host or make co-host. Make yeah. host, there you go. Yeah. So if people go to Shiva for president, this is our website. There's a very important section here called free downloads. Um, and in this section, we have this very nice flyer, uh, Mark, that we encourage people to download and print. You know, we'll have before the end of 2024, 50 million of these handed out. What does this flyer say? This flyer says the lesser of two evils is killing your children. It's got our logo, right? The branding and all that. But we, the left column of this very simple flyer gives a problem, the right problem gives a solution. And this is a key, you know, people don't have a lot of time in a very low attention span. And this graph says a lot here, Tom. This graph says between 1970 to 80 till today, the US life expectancy has been going upside down. And it's not because of COVID. 
This has been occurring for a long time. It's a systems problem. It's because of the food. It's because of the healthcare conditions. It's because of stress. It's because of income inequality. But all of those things I just mentioned are the outcome of policies of the swarm of left and right, Democrat and Republican, all of them. And when you look at that graph, you have to, it's a big wake up call. So if you're going to, and, and by the way, the average, the, the life expectancy of your child in the United States is going to be less than yours. So how can you say, the, I mean, mm. the elites are doing a good job. You'd fire all of them, right? It's, it's your higher. So, 2021 that really falls down and that's after the well actually it's even before that you see right here yeah, yeah okay 2015 so, yeah so look at what's i mean it's already going i mean you have to look at the curvature of this curve okay it's it, it started it went down here it started what's the source please doctor for your that's what, what source are you using this is from kaiser permanente the number one insurance company in the world all right okay but what you see is a gray line is the rest of the industrialized nation. And you can see the curvature. You see, I look at trends and you look at the curve, the second derivative of this curve, and you see it's going this way. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, the first derivative. Okay. It's, it's yeah. going in this direction. So this shows that we have a systems problem. And the reason it went down here was because throughout this entire period, getting back to the immune system, Mark, that you asked about, sure. the establishment's policies have destroyed the biology of the immune system of all Americans by and large, okay? You have more disruptors in the environment. People are stressed out, cortisol increase, oxidative stress, inflammation, autophagy not occurring. I mean, I can go down to the chemical level as a biological systems engineer, right? But the policies of these people has destroyed your physical body. No other presidential candidate will talk about this curve. You know why, Mark? Because it exposes all of them, because every one of their friends, mm -hmm. all their people have all been behind behind this. So what I claim, uh, my position is, we need a systems overhaul. And you have to be very serious about this because you're talking about your children and keeping saying, well, Trump is a little bit better than Biden or Biden is a little bit better than Trump. You get this curve. So we need a systems overhaul. Well, how do you create it? What is a system? So our campaign is fundamentally educating people and saying, wait a minute, your child is going to be screwed. You're going to be screwed. Only, you know, if you look at my state in Massachusetts, out of 6 million people, 5 million are eligible to vote. Out of those, only 4 million registered to vote. Out of those 4 million, only 2 million even bother to vote. And out of those half are choosing. So if you work out the numbers, most of the people are done. They don't care about the system anymore. Sure. So we already realize there's a lot of smart people. It's called the dark matter, but they have never had an alternative. The alternative is not a stupid independent candidate. It is a fundamental change in thinking. It is a raising of consciousness that the individual has to understand these systems dynamics, which we educate them on. So that little flyer uh, is a weapon now, Mark. Think about what it, it is. is. Oh, yep, I saw it. And we get all of our followers on the ground, offline, to distribute mm -hmm. the door to door to door. That is a campaign. That is what a president should be doing. Educating people the directionality of where the country is going. And this is the directionality. Your child's lifespan is going to be less. And then we offer actual solutions. Watch this video. Okay. Understand how system science works. And it's every 
Every Can I just ask, sorry to jump in, because uh, if I don't ask any questions, it's not going to be much of an yeah. interview on my part. No, it's fascinating what you're saying, but on immune systems, and it's something I want to ask you about, because I know our time is precious and it's limited, but can I, you, one of your alma maters at the uh, Massachusetts Institute for Technology is a Mr. John G. Trump. Yes, Trump's, father. Trump's uncle. Yeah. Trump's fact, uncle. Now, in fact, when I met with Trump, he, yeah. Yes, yeah, I, had a, goes, I had a two-hour meeting with Trump, and he says, oh, thank you so much. You're amazing. My uncle went there. I think his uncle was a professor. I forget which department, nuclear engineering or astronomy. Well, he's, he's meant to be the, the father the father of um, of radiation treatment and chemotherapy. Uh -huh. and, and part of his work and his investigation was, allegedly, he was part of the team that discovered the works of Nikola, Nikola Tesla. I've heard about um, this. When Tesla, yeah, when Tesla died, he was yeah. one of the first people in. To get yeah. all of the, the works, the blueprints for all this sort of thing. So it is interesting when you are a lot of our viewers at Herds Immunity News are massive Trump fans and they can't see any wrong in the man. But what many people will ask if they've got a cri critical mind or if they can criti critically think and use the brain they were given is to say that why was he so into the uh, vaccinations when they were, they were still in the trial stage? And if he'd really looked into it, he'd found out that they re really weren't fit for a one size fits all rollout well first of all trump knew because my letter was directly given to him okay the second thing you have to understand is trump is just an actor okay he's a puppet um all these people think trump is a strong leader it's nonsense mm. okay he, he is actually a pussy okay he has no brass balls i'm telling you and i i've had interactions with him all right yeah. he you look he had you know many people including myself we gave him a chance because he said all the right things, but at the end of the day, he said, lock her up. 72 hours after he was elected, he did nothing to Hillary. Yeah. He said he was against Big Pharma. On the day of his inauguration, he took a million dollars from Pfizer. Then he proceeded to protect Fauci. It was good cop, bad cop. He's the one, uh, you know, Big Pharma's revenue is going like this. And then he's the one who made sure they came out of a, a dive bomb. Uh, Pfizer's yeah. revenue was 45 billion down from 60 billion right and the and the ventilators as well yeah i mean if you look at um the ventilators hospitals were making anywhere between 70 to 100 thousand dollars for putting everyone on a ventilator sure and right? the survival rate if you look at the nhs survival rates over 80 year old survival rate during that period is less than four percent so exactly. if you went on the ventilator doctor it was more or less good night sayonara yeah now if you go look at 2020 I was educating people not to go on the ventilator. Yeah. None of these doctors said anything back then, Mark, because yeah. they were silent doing that. And after that, now they're doing videos saying, oh, how this was bad. But that, that's not what you said at that point. I mean, I did a video educating people that when you have, you know, inflammation in the lungs, all this fluid comes. And now, so if you have an alveoli, which has this much volume, it's gone down to this, and now you're pumping in pressure, you're gonna blow everything up. It's just simple physics. Yeah. So the reality is, to your point, your question on Trump, you have to understand that, the again, they create actors because they know the American working class was getting fed up with people. So they create actors to distract people. Go back to the central principle. It's about distraction. They used Obama for eight years. Obama was going to be the hope of all the black and white working class. 57% of Trumpers voted for Obama. And so they used him. Mm. And then after that, they needed a white guy. 
So that's why they brought in Trump. If elections are selections, how did Trump get elected? You can't say, oh, he was cheated. But if you have to apply the principles, he was brought in because without Trump, they could have never executed the lockdowns of the pandemic. If Hillary Clinton was in power mm-hmm. and she did what Trump did, yeah. the, the white working class would have revolted against her. So they needed Trump to talk all this nonsense, lock her up, build the wall, drain the swamp. Meanwhile, he did everything that the elites wanted. Yeah, and it's quite funny when you, you think about this country in the United Kingdom, our prime minister at the time, Boris Johnson, he was going initially for herd immunity, which is the yeah. way that every government in the world has dealt with right. pandemics or epidemics of this kind. But it was amped up so quickly and changed within a couple of days. So herd immunity, learned immunity or acquired immunity was completely forgotten about like it didn't exist at the CDC. And in our country, the, a, a body was set up called SAGE from Imperial College London. Uh, yeah. People like Neil Ferguson. And no, those of you of our beloved listeners that haven't heard about Neil Ferguson, this was the man that predicted 150 million people would die back in the, the bird flu outbreak in 2009, 2010. I mean, yeah. when do people actually get it, doctor, and look at this? When can they be awoken from their slumber? So the issue is, the answer to that is several answers, never, yeah. right? or tomorrow, okay? Or a particular, you know, yeah. a year from now. Why do I say that? That's the time scale. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the inevitability, so revolutionary thinkers have talked about this for a while. And when you look at revolutionary change, there used to be this thesis, Mark, that, um, oh, when the masses get really screwed, you know, when they really suffer, then they will rise up. And so it was called the concept of you oppress people enough, you back them against a wall, like a dog, eventually it's going to bite back. But it turns out it's that theory is a false theory. You push people against a wall um, over and over and over again, they actually will reduce their state of existence to less oppression actually oppresses. It's like that Monty Python cartoon or that Monty Python exchange. If you ever seen the first guy says, oh, I was so poor. You know, we mm-hmm. lived in, in a 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 box. The guy says, "Oh, that's nothing. We were so poor. We lived in a paper bag." The guy says, "Oh, that's nothing. We were so poor. We lived in a paper bag underneath a nut." I mean, so you can actually oppress. We don't know the levels of oppression because people have the ability to yes. accept the standards. So that theory is false. So the when the the issue is how. How do we actually mobilize people to change it? Because when could be never. We could end up back in the Stone Ages. Like, look what's happening in San Francisco. People are shitting on the street. Well, maybe everything will become... I mean, we did come from the jungles, if you followed the evolutionary line. So we can potentially live among crap and have fleas and everything. We can go to that level of degeneration if we want. So the issue is how do we awaken the masses? How? How is really the question. And that's a question that I have figured out the solution to. And that's why, um, and that solution is recognizing that throughout the arc of human history or through any organizational framework, that in any organization, let's say you have 20 people working for you, Mark, or I have 100 people, 30% of people, and this is data that they have for many, many centuries, don't, will never do anything. You could say, hey, look, I have an iPhone. You want to use it? Nah, 
I'd like to just yell at people and shout, you know, whatever, right? Okay. 50% of people are watching which way the argument goes. They just want to be entertained. 20% of people are the change agents. And this is the work of a guy called Price Pritchett, who's one of the greatest organizational theorists. Many years ago, I gave a talk with him. But Pritchett had looked at primitive organizations, corporate organizations, and was always this organizational 30, 50, 20. But he said something interesting, that people want to change the world. They make a big mistake, and that's why change doesn't take place. They think changing the world is going arguing with the 30% and trying to change their minds. Mm -hmm. Oh, you want to wear a mask? Don't wear the mask, you know, with a family member. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it comes down to if we want, really want to change, we have to, first of all, understand this dynamic, and we have to mobilize the 20%. That's who we should focus on. And mobilizing that 20%, you only need to fo focus on 10% of that 20%. Yeah. Then the issue is what do you educate them on? Well, before I used to educate them on political theory, classical philosophy, but that has certain problems. What I have uncovered through my research from system as a system scientist is they're fundamental principles that run every system in the universe. This is the field of system science, Mark. The elites okay. learn this field. About 10,000 of them understand it really well. People like um, George Soros, people mm -hmm. like Brzezinski, you know, passed away, or um, uh, Henry Kissinger, Charles Schwab, uh, Carl, Carl Schwab. They use these systems principles, which is scientific principles that really came out in the 1950s. And they use it to manipulate people in a direction that they want. If we as humanity don't understand these principles and we're wanting to change the world, sure. we're going to be, we're never going to get anywhere. It's just good ideas. <laughs> so it's quite revolutionary. What we've done is we've taken these concepts, which I used to teach at MIT. MIT became the institution because it was known as the first institution which took a systems approach. And I've taken that knowledge and we're enabling every human being on the planet to learn it if they want to. Can I say, if looking at what's going on in the West, the former free West, so United States of America, Europe, Australia, Canada, you look at the ideologies that are coming in, doctor, about diversity, equality. Um, they're, they're talking about transitioning now from male to female, things that would have been unthinkable a couple of decades ago. But then if you move over to the BRICS nations, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa, they're going the other way. They're also going the other way with net zero. Um, they're, they're relying on fossil fuels to build their economy, whereas the West seems to be shooting itself in the head. Give me your thoughts on that, please. Right. So the best way to look at this, um, if you take where you live or where I live, think about sure. the world as a set of neighborhoods. Let's say you have 10 neighborhoods and um, there's a developers, real estate developers who can come and infuse capital market to any one of these neighborhoods. Right. But they're looking for return on investment so they can take one neighborhood overnight and they can infuse that neighborhood with all sorts of media where people start fighting against each other, where you give drugs and crime and you depress that neighborhood. Sure. Now the housing prices and everything, asset prices drop. Then the developers go in and buy everything at a song, right? And they sell it and they make a lot of money. Now think about, apply that 
And that's what happens, right? So you're Not talking about socio-global engineering. Exactly. So the elites, the trillionaires here, yeah. by the way, they're the ones who created BRICS. JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs are the ones who created BRICS. A lot of people don't know this. They created BRICS, right? It's the new neighborhood, the up and coming yeah. one. And okay. over here, they're depressing the US neighborhood. Right. And how do they depress it with the entertainers with crazy nonsense? So people are fighting against each other. Woke versus anti-woke. Oh, I'm pro-transgender, you're anti. But they don't want to get they don't want to educate people on the underlying issues. Maybe yeah. there's stuff in the environment now that's endocrine disruptors put there by Syngenta. And Syngenta doesn't want you to go and sue them. So they have people fighting pro-transvestite or pro-transgender, anti-transgender. So you're misdirected to understand the economic issues. And they do this on every topic. So now yeah. you have left and right fighting each other. You have massive drugs being pumped in here, right? Fentanyl. Fentanyl, even cannabis. Cannabis is a drug. Let's be yes. honest. Okay. People think it's a harmless drug. Bullshit. Okay. Yeah. So you have you you depress this neighborhood called the United States mm -hmm. of America. And then then you're going to do a couple of quantitative easing, right? You do one crash, you squeeze sure. the other the cow, get some money out, then you pump money in, and you do these cycles. And eventually you may do one last cycle to crash it for good. And then you move all capital to the emerging markets where there's going to be explosive growth, right? Yeah. But they're all part of this. The real estate developers here, they don't have any affiliate. They don't really care about Russia or India or the United States. It's where they're maximizing profit, okay? Or power or control. So when you take this much more bird's eye systems view, you start realizing this thing suddenly overnight Everyone's fighting transgender versus not transgender. Of course, it's ridiculous for a human male to go into a female's bathroom and sticking out his penis. Come on. It's so egregious, right? Um, that you are go it's like in uh, you know, in the old days, in, in you know, India is a very, very complex culture, right? You could go to a village, you could go to a Hindu politician, could go to a Hindu village and say, those Muslims hate you. And overnight, you prepare to war. Um, you could go to a small village and say, we don't like your curry. So because of the sensitivities or so, it's very easy to create these divisions. That's what that's what we need to realize. It's not about transgender, anti-transgender. Yep, Why does absolutely. exist? And who's profiting from that dialectic? So what you're basically saying is that these world leaders or, or the financiers are working together hand in glove. People like the KGB, the CIA. I remember Dr. Shiva watching, watching an interview with one of the founders of the CIA. His name was Miles Copeland. And, and uh, for a bit of trivia, his son went on to be the drummer of the band The Police. And uh -huh. he was being interviewed in 19, late 1980s on a show that you would never get now. And it was all about secret services and secret societies. Uh -huh. And he said he was being accused of, um, of the cousin of... Uh, the spy catcher writer, um, Peter Walker, he was being accused that these people work together hand in glove. And he said, of course we do. He said, we, we, we've, no, uh, we've no animus against each other. We're just like Team A, the New York Jets, playing Team B, the Buffalo Bills. After the game, we all shake hands and go home. We're friends. Is this, is this exactly how it's being played? Of course. So that's what we educate people on. And this is because both teams want power profit control and they're all part of a very small set of people 
Uh, I, you know, I did a video you may have seen, Mark, called The Swarm. If you haven't seen it, John will send you a link to it. We'll, we'll the, drop all the links to that, Doctor. Yeah, John, you may want to drop the links there. But The Swarm video is important because in 15 minutes, with a whiteboard and a simple marker, I explain from a systems perspective, I think it's got like 40 million, 50 million views now. People are just taking it and shared it everywhere, even though I get shadow banned. The video is a very compelling video because it educates people on the interconnectedness of these people. They have a singular mission. They input every day into us, you know, fake heroes like Booby fucking Kennedy or Trump or all these people or, or the Russell brands. They create the problems and then they monetize on the problems themselves. So they have a very nice feedback system. And people are blown away when they see that video. Every child should see that video. Every adult should see that video. It really expands your universal view that the elites are not one individual. They're not no. a particular community. They're a global, decentralized, multiracial aristocracy who telepathically communicate globally. Yeah. And that's what they are. Once people understand that, they're not going to get, oh, today I'm going to watch CNN. Okay, tomorrow I'm going to watch Fox. Because they're basically all part of the same thing. They're entertaining you. So definitely, they have the same common interests. If you saw the movie The Godfather, one mobster kills another godfather, right? And the other guy, I mean, we're the masses. We're caught between their gunfights. We have no interest in... That's true. Sorry to interrupt. Can I ask you, where does spirituality and religion fit in? To this, to this battle, if it, if it's as simple as good versus evil, where does that fit in? I did a talk yesterday, Mark, on three types of intelligence: instinctual intelligence, intellectual intelligence, and then something called intuitive intelligence. Um, these are three very different types of intelligence. Mm. And if you if you use the ancient Indian yogic systems, these types of intelligence map to spiritual concepts, the lower chakras, the lower forms are the instinctive intelligence, you know, the animal intelligence, right? It's very emotionally based. Um, it's the intelligence that a, a, a crocodile has if someone comes to attack it, it snaps yeah. back, right? It's a reflexive type of intelligence. The elites want us to live in the instinctive realm of intelligence, a very lower form of spirituality, a very lower form of consciousness. Today, I'm going to attack Trump. Ooh, oh, my God, they're attacking my leader. Okay, we're going to go impeach Biden. Yeah, we got him. So that's the lower chakras, okay? And the devil likes to keep people at the lower chakras of emotion, of uh, that kind of intelligence. Yeah. Another set of intelligence is the intellectual intelligence, where you learn how to solve a math problem. We learn how to use words really well, like lawyers. The, 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 the intel intellectual intelligence is really too... It's a double-edged sword. You can use it for great good, you know, I don't know, creating new technologies that can help us, discovering new medicines. You can also use it for great evil. You can use it to rationalize anything. Lawyers do that. They get a murderer off a crime. People use it in mentally. Oh, well, yeah, I did something horrible, but I had to do that because da-da-da-da-da, right? And this is, and, and they create dichotomies like uh, Booby Kennedy on TV. He said, he tells Megan Kelly, you, you know, she she starts asking him about his family's massive lack of integrity. He goes, well, your personal integrity and your public integrity can be different. So they make people accept things that are so ridiculous through the use of words, through the use of mind. OK, now, the third form of intelligence comes from the higher states of consciousness, 
It's the intuitive part where you're able to look at someone and you understand who they are. You're able to assess the situation that you can see Russell Brand for what it is. It's, this guy's not a martyr. This guy's, you know, so the intuitive intelligence is if you want to comes from a higher form of existence. You could say it comes from God-based consciousness, right? Some people call it Christ consciousness. It is where you're connected to something bigger than your own intellect, because your own intellect can be used to even convince you of that, oh yeah, I had to murder that person or I had to steal that person's money. And I can justify it because I had some psychological blah, 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 whatever it is, right? But the intuitive intelligence is a direct intelligence. It occurs in microseconds, but it takes effort. You have to reflect on yourself. You have to let go of ego. You have to have a systems understanding. So the knowledge base of system science that I discovered and I interesting asked this question comes from fusing together engineering systems theory, which actually ancient systems of spirituality. And the nine principles that I uncovered, Mark, are the same nine principles. And they're bounded in natural law and spiritual law. Yes. Truth, freedom, health is not just a word. Mm -hmm. Freedom, it's a movement of information, matter, and energy. In the ancient system of Indian spirituality, they called it the Vatha principle. Conversion is the ability to take nature, you know, takes energy or matter in one form and converts it to another. That is really what truth is. Truth is a conversion process. You have to look at the data, you have to apply scientific method, and you come to truth, and you're constantly refining it. You have to reflect on yourself. Did what I say true, right? Was that right? Did I do the right thing? Was it kind, right? It's a conversion process. And the structural process is the thing that holds it all together, right? Transport, conversion, storage. I'm not going to go into the, uh, the entire systems-based thing, but our entire movement is fundamentally based on a spiritual framework, but it's about the individual must raise their consciousness. Our leaders fundamentally, Mark, reflect our consciousness. If you think it's okay to cheat on your wife 30 times and outwardly be a very loving politician and act, that's what Booby Kennedy is, or Trump. They bang whoever they want, and then the, the evangelical Christians are endorsing them. This is ridiculous. So they have divorced public integrity from personal integrity. You have to look at the person's entire life. You can't ignore, well, yeah, today I had a religious revelation. I'm like this, maybe. Let's look at who you are for the next 20 years. I don't have to accept that. You may say, I found Christ. Well, for the last 20 years, you were a criminal. Let's see what you are for the next 20 years. So people, you see what I'm saying? So people do not, um, so to answer your question, yes, spirituality is at the core of this. Yes. And what I want to say, the spirituality, to give it a little more substance, there's the understanding of how systems operate. And that gives people a better framework so they don't get bamboozled by religion. Indeed. And, and spirituality gives people the inner strength not to be afraid, doctor. It gives them that belief that these bullies can be faced down and defeated. And right. we should never, ever count ourselves out. And it seems to be that religion, certainly Christianity, from what I'm seeing, right or wrong, whether you're a Christian or not, it's under constant attack, especially we see it in the UK all the time where white males are made to feel third, fourth, fifth class citizens because they're never they're never included in anything. I don't know what your thoughts are on, on the attack on white Christians. Well, look, the, 
I did a video on this, you know, when I talked about the invention of email and I talked about white supremacy. Yeah. Let's talk about that. You see, what's interesting is um, the people who created the philosophy of calling other people white supremacists were liberal whites in institutions <laughs> like MIT and Harvard and Yale and Oxford. So what, what really happened here was the following. There is something called racism. Okay, real racism. Sure. And that racism, as I define it, is putting people into a box. If you're a Chinese person, you must know Kung Fu. And that's all you must know. Okay. Yeah. If you're an Indian person, you must speak like this and your head must move left to right. And you must meditate. And you're like Gandhi. You can be beaten yeah. up. And, right. If you're a woman who is a blonde, you must be quote unquote dumb. Right. Mm -hmm. The elites of these liberal institutions are the ones who created these very interesting boxes to control people. And if you're a white guy and who comes from the South, you must be a Nazi. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Now, why have they created these boxes? It's a way of controlling people. So an Indian guy, my father who comes from India, should just work hard. He's, he's happy to be paid one third less, but he'll just keep working hard because Indians like to be beaten because Gandhi told them nonviolence is good. All right. And so on. All right. Yeah. Whatever, the, whatever this stuff is, right? So the neoliberal elites or the liberal white elites, and now it's a multiracial group of liberal elites, black, white, brown, in these higher institutions, created these philosophies. Why to control people, all right? And I know this personally. You know, yes. I created the first email system. There's no controversy on it. I wrote the code. I have the copyright, which is equivalent of a patent at the time. But I never talked about well, it. Mark. Wikipedia, Wikipedia said that that's that's not true. So actually, it must be true because anyone with half a brain cell on active duty knows if Wikipedia if Wikipedia says it's black, it's actually white. <laughs> right. But if you look at that journey, yeah, email was created in Newark, New Jersey, in a small medical college, not at MIT. You see, I didn't even need to go to MIT, and this bothers people because I'm breaking all the shattering, all their segregation. It was done by this kid. Kids aren't supposed to innovate something. It was done 14, in a small medical institution, 14. It was done where I was solving a civilian problem, not a military problem. And it was done in a small medical college, not for profit. I wasn't motivated by Steve Jobs to make money. I was doing because it, it was just wonderful. And I was helping secretaries move from the typewriter to the keyboard. That's where email came from. They need to promote the story that it was done by the elites at MIT to try to help the military. Absolutely false. So they're fucked on this issue because my life journey shatters the swarm of their segregation. Now, here's the interesting story. It gets very interesting. I came to MIT. The white liberals loved me. Oh, dark skinned Indian guy. Oh, yeah, diversity. So I'm on the front page of MIT for inventing many things, winning my Fulbright, inventing Echo Mail, all these different things. However, they didn't know that I wasn't a house slave, you know, as Malcolm X said. So when 33 years later, my stuff goes into the Smithsonian, which is the number one museum, clearly showing that I invented email, that's when the white liberals rise up. And they say, no way he didn't invent email. How could a guy, it must have been only done by MIT or the big military. This is where they show their own racism. You see, the white liberals are the real racists. They are. They are. So, because, I mean, the whole, sorry to interrupt, but the whole... Um diversity inclusion narrative suggests 
that the people who are BAME, as we say in this country, and most of the people I know, Dr. Shiva, hate being categorized as black and ethnic minority. It's actually saying to them, you're not capable enough or, or uh, on your own merit. So we, we have to take away the meritocracy and replace it with this false narrative that because you're, an you're from an ethnic minority in the, U in the U UK, I'm using that example, well, the we need to get and have these civil quotas. Now, you must be insulted. Yeah, I'm insulted in two ways. Let me tell you the insidious nature of this. Sure. Real racism that they do. So, and I know this personally. So when I first came to MIT, out of a thousand, you know, MIT, hundreds of thousands of people applied, they accepted a thousand students. I was one of the thousand that got accepted. Now, the first day I came to MIT in the front page, they highlighted three of those thousand students, 0.3%, which was me for inventing email, all right, 1981. So I am heralded, right, as inventing email. Yes. Many years later, again, they used this frame, this visage is dark skin Indian guy, I'm a model minority, so they can claim more inclusion when I uh, won a Fulbright scholarship, right? To integrate Eastern and Western medicine. Then every award I won, they would highlight it. Dark face makes them feel good. However, when in 2012, when they attacked me after my stuff went in the Smithsonian, including MIT, no, 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 you didn't invent email. That was done by the military. I said, fuck you. No, I did invent it. Now it becomes interesting. They have to spit me out. Why? Because what they do is they find their dark skinned people, like the Obamas, okay? And the, the their Uncle Toms for them to, so they can say, see, we have this great person we created. He came out of our institution. Aren't we anti-racist? Mm -hmm. However, when a person like me rebels against them and says, no, 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 no. Thank you for your awards, but I did create email, but it wasn't done at MIT. It was done before I came to MIT. And then I rebel against them and I vociferously attack them. This becomes dangerous. So I was valuable to them so they could promote me as a epitome of their inclusion, their diversity, when they're actually the opposite. They're actually the racists. They're actually the white supremacists, quote unquote, the white supremacists, right? Um, and when I rebel against them, they have to start calling me a white supremacist. I was called a white supremacist. It's quite <laughs> well, A man can be a woman and a woman can be a man right. in the logic of these people. Now, what's interesting is all the working class whites who saw the facts that, of course, Dr. Shiva invented email. The people who, were, who called those people white supremacists were, in fact, the quote-unquote white supremacists because they create the... the they create the label of white supremacy. This is what's quite insidious against the working class, hardworking white Christians, as you call them. Sure. So they can cover up their own racism because they want to. But the real racism is bucketing people, Mark, into white, yeah, all these little things and profiting from that racism. And this and is the what they highlight it. The more they highlight it, the more this comes an issue, the more this becomes. And they profit from it. The thing is, they're making money off of it. So yeah. when they say, when they say these people who are white Christians are racist against you, black man, they're profiting from that division. They profit immensely because a black politician goes here, you know, and he's controlled by the elites. He gets this voting block. This guy gets, then they, then they actually bring in another white guy who says, see, you're being discriminated by these people. 
but they're all owned and operated. So now they've created the rift and they go to the Indian guy who lives in and they see the whites and the blacks hate you, but mm. all of them are all in parliament, you know, all sipping tea and, you know, drinking their scotch wherever at their local pub. Laughing their asses off, doctor. Exactly. Laughing their asses off. Well, we yep. had a big story in the UK where Asians were set against blacks. An Asian shopkeeper, he tried to restrain a black woman. The video is edited. It doesn't show the black lady smashing the Asian shopkeeper over the head with a basket. It shows him trying to restrain her. Now you've got another subsection. Now you've got another division within the so-called black and ethnic minorities. You've got a black female against an Asian shopkeeper. All hell breaks loose. And he's had to move out because of death threats. This, this process, if you go back, when the first elites started occupying the United States, they had a very engineering program to make sure the Native Americans hated the blacks and the white colonists. They made sure the white colonists feared the Native Americans and, and the blacks. And they made sure the blacks feared both of them. Because if they all united, it would game, set, match. It would be over. So this, now, when I grew up in India, my mother would say in India, you can be discriminated nine different ways by your caste, by what North or South India, the color of your skin, women or man, what language you spoke. Politicians can effectively use this to create these communalist little tribes. And they can draw these very interesting divide and rule lines. You see, um, British imperialism was very good at doing this. You know, they went to yes. Africa, right? And they randomly drew lines everywhere. And these tribes people were actually, I mean, they, they had their very clear boundaries. Suddenly you drew random lines, random created lines, and then you had people fighting and then you could steal their resources. So these are random man-made divisions that they've created. And then they perpetuate. And that's the real racism. The problem is the white Christians, this is the strategic problem that's been taking place. And I tell a lot of my friends here, I said, look, we, the white and the black should both recognize there is a racism, but we should define what the real racism is. The fact that they divide us by race yeah. and profit from it. So there is a racism and white Christians, you know, in UK should say, yeah, I, yeah, there is a racism and you're the racist white liberal. You have separated me from my black brother or my brown brother yeah. by telling them that we're like this. You're the racist yeah. and you profit from it. That's what needs to happen. But what happens right now, the right says, oh, there is no racism. And the left says, yes, there is racism. So the left defines racism in a very finite boundary, Mark. And then they get to control that narrative. The right or the both groups need to take ownership. Yeah, there is a racism. And you're the racist people at Oxford, people at Yale, people at Cambridge. You know, you sit in your nice little ivory tower offices. You write these wonderful essays. But you profit from our division. That's the real racism. Absolutely. Well, look, Dr. Dr. Shiva, it's been an incredible time spent with you. I mean that from uh, on behalf of me and the Herd Immunity News team. Thank you so much for taking your precious time to be with us. In the last minute or so, is there anything that you'd like to say to our, our viewers and listeners? Yeah, so, you know, I, I really believe, I think we shared a lot of good concepts here. The thing I really want to share with people, it's a time for action. And it's a time for very conscious action. So the first part, I invite everyone to go to truthfreedomhealth.com. We've created the curriculum. We've created a community. We've created the technology, the framework. 
So everyone on the planet, you don't have to go to MIT, can learn the science of systems so you can become your own leader, your own hero in your community. So you don't waste your time on Russell Brand or your local politicians, truthfreedomhealth.com. And our slogan is we must shatter the swarm, okay? So that's the, that's the first thing. The other things for those people who are watching our presidential campaign, you can go to shivaforpresident.com and you can download that flyer. And that flyer is valuable anywhere. Print it and hand it out to our, your friends. Educate people with that singular thing that they're destroying the life expectancy of your children. It leads people to understand who is the swarm and what we must do. And that's at Shiva numeral four president.com. So that's what I want people to do. I know you're going to sign out. John's continuing to stream. John will play. John, if you can play one of our videos on truth, freedom, and health as we sign off. But it's okay because I think you want to sign up, but John will continue the live. Yeah. On our Excellent. Well, well, we'll sign off now and we'll also leave all the links. Oh, we've got a late star appearing into the shot there. We, we've got your campaign manager coming in. Well, listen, Dr. Shiva, thank you very much again for appearing on here. dogs are TV. getting restless. You can see they're here. I can see that they're, they're getting restless. They know what yeah, time okay. it is. And we'll talk to you okay. in the near future and all okay. the best with the campaign. Thank you very much indeed. Thank you very Dr. much. Shiva. Be well. John, if you're listening, if you can just play the anthem video and end it, John, okay? Recording stopped. We have allowed our country to be taken over from within, and the end goal is you will have a homogenized world where we will become slaves because there is a condition among the elites that really thinks they're better than you, deep down inside them, that you don't deserve the freedoms you have. They don't. This reality is what people need to wake up to. And we need to all unite working people. There's only one movement that can do that. And that is the movement that we started creating here in Massachusetts, the movement for truth, freedom and health. Look, I've been a student of politics since I was a four year old kid studying revolutionary movements, left wing, right wing. There is a physics, there's a nuclear science to destroying the establishment. To build a bridge, you need to understand Newton's equation. You need to understand the laws of gravity. You need to understand Poisson's ratio. There is a way to build a revolution. And that's why I put this together. My goal is to train a army of truth, freedom, and health leaders. We don't need followers like social media. We need leaders, but they need training because the educational system does not teach them history, nothing. So in three hours, that's what I've started doing. That's the solution. Wow. We gotta train people. First with understanding what a system is, the dynamics of all systems that affect nature. The second is understanding the interconnection between truth, freedom, and health. Freedom is the ability to move freely, communicate freely, talk freely. Without freedom, you cannot convert ideas hypothesis into truth, which is science. And without freedom, you can't really get to truth. And without truth, you make up fake problems and fake solutions, which means you destroy our health. And without health, which is the infrastructure of us and our body, you can't fight for freedom. Truth, freedom, health. Third concept is it has to be bottoms up. Working people, people who work uniting. And what the right wing has done is whenever you say working people unite, that must be communist. Meanwhile, they've let the Democrats run unions, which suppress workers, completely corrupt. But when you look at the arc of American history, it's been when working people came up. We need to go local. Every solution I'm coming up with as a part of this movement, we're giving the science, which is the truth, and then we tell people what they can do on the ground. Like with election fraud, you don't need to wait for some lawyer. Our goal is to train people to go local, to go local, to go local, fight locally. Forget lawyers, forget politicians, Forget celebrities, you got to learn politics. And there is a science to it. They lock us down, we should be ready to shut them down.
And the fourth part of this principle is a not so obvious establishment. So when you look at a system, there's always something that disturbs you from getting to your goal. Well, the biggest disturbance is a not so obvious establishment, which are those people who claim they're for you on the left and the right. The Al Sharptons who tell black people I'm for you. The Tucker Carlson's. Do you think any true anti-establishment person will ever be on Fox or CNN? I don't think so. They both mislead working people back into the establishment. Without this solid understanding of political physics and theory, you're screwed. You're going to follow on the left wing, Bernie Sanders. Oh, he said something. Or Robert Kennedy. Scumbags. Or you're going to follow some right wing talk show host. They're not going to lead us to liberation. It's us. We're building a bottoms up movement. And that political physics, it's a nuclear science of change. Bottoms up. We have to organize to understand that there is people who talk a good game and then look at what they actually do, left and right. I'm sorry, Sean Hannity may say some good things, but I don't see the urgency in his voice to get something done. And it can only come when you weaponize yourself with the right knowledge. You need to be able to identify a rat. You know, Christ didn't go after the Romans, right? It was the Pharisees and the Sadducees who screwed him up. His own quote unquote people. And that's where we're at. So these four concepts I've built into a curriculum where people can go to truthfreedomhelp.com and it's an educational program. We need to train people in political theory. You need to have physics. And I've created that curriculum. People need to get educated. We need to get educated fast. And within a half an hour, an hour, I can teach people two years of MIT control systems. I teach people those concepts. Then I apply it. Anyone can understand it. And then you say, oh, I got to build a bottoms up movement. They have to get politically astute and then they have to go locally and act, not sit there on social media. They have to act locally, defy locally, do civil obedience locally, but with knowledge on how to build a movement. And the Senate campaigns expanded to the movement for truth, freedom and health, and they can find it on truthfreedomhelp.com so people can sign in, they can get access to a bunch of videos. If they want to take a course and become a truth, freedom, health leader, I offer a full scholarship there, but we want people to make a commitment that they'll study, that they'll get certified, that they'll go do activities on the ground. So go to truthfreedomhelp.com.